Hey, everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here with you for our patron, RHAP Big Brother Q&A here for week number one, the show where we are taking your questions about what's happening during the week of Big Brother and back with us, the man who has all the A, it's Taryn Armstrong. Taryn, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm tired, but I'm ready. Yes, but you're more alive than ever, right? The feeds are uh, back. I mean, Suri's in the house. Suri is here. It's a, it's everything you ever dreamed of. It it, it, it is. It yeah. really is. It's look, it's not bad, right? Um, so it's not bad at all. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna be here with Taryn for the next hour or so, and we're gonna be taking questions here from the patrons of RHAP. We've been making this a patron free preview week as well. So uh, we have opened this one up. So uh, people are watching this, but only the patrons have the links to call in in future weeks. Each Friday, uh, we'll be live for patrons only at that point in time. But uh, if you are watching this preview and want to get in on this and all of the other patron content we're doing, including Monday's The Slop, where I will be live with Mike Bloom at 6 p.m. Eastern on Monday to talk about all of the nonsense, all of the stuff we can't say on the main podcast. We're going to be bringing you that Monday night. You can get that link for everything. Rob is a website.com slash patron. All right. Yeah, we, we call this content our only patrons. Content. Only patrons content. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Taryn, I checked out the uh, live feed update this morning. You and Puya, a uh, great one going through everything. You have just a quick version of uh, where we're at right now in case people haven't checked out the live feed update yet today. Yeah, quick quick version is uh, Kirsten continued to um, be targeted by the house. Riley won the HOH, uh, was able to figure out that Kirsten is a good target, uh, wants to target Kirsten, wants to build an alliance. Uh, Corey managed to talk himself off of the block as a pawn. Um, which means that the current plan is for Corey to remove um, uh, Corey, for Riley to remove Corey and uh, Jared from the block, leaving Felicia as a pawn against Kirsten as the target. And Riley, Jag, and Blue are now a trio looking to build out from there a bigger alliance that includes a variety of people. Okay. So we expect the unnomination ceremony to happen sometime later on today. Is that right? Yes, it's on. Uh, it's on the screen. Okay, nominations today. <laughs> unnominations today. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, we will get it down to two, and then have our regular veto schedule tomorrow, presumably. Presumably. Okay. All right. So then what we're going to do uh, without further ado is that we will uh, like, let's open up the floor to calls. The other thing that we have added this season, uh, this was uh Taryn's idea. I think it's a good one is uh, let's bring in voicemails as well. Uh, in case people can't be with us live, you can record your message. Rob is a website.com slash voicemail. That's open all week long. So people can go ahead and, and bring and uh, send in their voicemails. But let's bring in uh, a great friend of ours who's here on hold. Love following her live tweet uh, updates. Uh, Nikki is here. 
Or should I call it uh, Nikki's okay. live, live X's? <laughs> well, I, I'll still go with tweets. Yes. Okay. No. Nikki, what's happening? Um. Well, on the feet right now, I don't know, but I'm very excited. I'm finally, I am. I meant what's happening with active. you. Oh, with me. I'm good. Um, I'm excited. I haven't been following Big Brother the past few seasons as much as I did before. And this season, I am very much ready. Why? To, like, what happened? Did you get a in. life, Nikki? Yes. Okay. Basically, you were missed. <laughs> okay. Well, I went to school and uh, it was hectic and, but. Now I quit that. So, okay. Okay. Um, looking for a job, but as long as I don't have one of those, the feeds have me. The feeds have you. Okay. So Nikki, yeah. uh, what's what's going on? Um, I had a question for yes. you guys because I love like the Suri and Jared dynamic, and I think it's super interesting that Izzy knows and like immediately like tools Jared that she knew. But I was wondering, how high do you guys think the chances that somebody else in the house suspects that they're related, but it's just keeping their mouth shut and it's just not been on the feed? Like if they feed talk, it's hard to follow at this point because there's just too many of them. I, I think at this point, I'd be very surprised if anyone has any suspicions. I think that there's been like not a single hint anywhere apart from the one Sari is worried about where... Kirsten asked her about a 24 year old son, but, uh, but like Kirsten's the last person I would expect to know anything. So yeah. I really don't think anybody else knows or has an idea. Yeah. I wouldn't think so either. I, I'm trying to think if I myself, like, I don't think I would be able to like ID Jared just from the survivor game changers appearance. And so I don't know, maybe like, but the, his name was Jared. I, I do think that um, that does like, I like I know Suri has a son named Jared. So I think I, I would be able to clock that together. But just by like resemblance, I don't think I would have been able to do it. So I don't know, good on Izzy. Yeah, like I'm very curious how that will play out because like if he ever ends up on the block, like I would, if I was Suri, I would be so tempted to just like, Got it. Like, even though she's so loyal, like at one point, I would be so scared she's going to turn and tell somebody mm -hmm. that I just like, and you have to blindside her completely because otherwise she's, that's it. Like, I don't know how I would like handle it because she's so loyal to them seemingly right now, but I'd just be so nervous about her knowing. I, I would too, if I, if I was anybody other than Suri, you know what I mean? <laughs> like. Yeah, I feel like point. of all people, Suri is the is the the person who would be able to just like just completely have somebody so loyal to her that they're willing to literally just forgo prize money for her sake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious to see like Izzy's DRs about it. I'm assuming we'll get them on Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's going to be big on Sunday night where we're going to mm -hmm. get uh, a lot of the diary rooms where we're going to find out how people are really feeling about things. So, yeah, that will be very interesting. You know, Suri has a, you know, likes to, you know, keep somebody in the hip pocket. And maybe uh, she thinks that maybe that that could be Izzy, but probably more likely Felicia is that person that like is unwavering to Suri to go to the end. Mm hmm. Yeah, like she, like it's been like 36 hours. How long it has been that she already has two people plus Jared who seem like unwaveringly loyal to her, which is insane, but like it's three. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Nikki, I saw you were asking the other day, uh, you wish that you could find out what Suri was thinking. You were watching Suri sit on the bed and yeah, you were uh, oh. hoping <laughs> that you wish that you could just get uh, Suri's inner monologue there as she sat there on the first day of uh, Full Big Brother. Yeah, it was like the middle of the night. The room was completely dark, but like with the night vision cameras, you can see. And I just had them open and I was suddenly like, wait, she's just sitting on the edge of the bed. Mm -hmm. staring so I was like she must be thinking she must be like really like thinking over things yeah yeah her wheels are turning all right well Nikki anything else you wanted to talk about with us no that was it for me okay thank you all right Nikki take care okay bye good to see you Nikki all right um let's bring in another friend of the podcast who's uh, back with us. We just talked about They Clone Tyrone only a couple of weeks ago on Nothing But Netflix, which was uh, a fun movie. It's Aaron Robertson. Aaron, how are you? Hello. Yeah, it's it's good to be here. I'm, I'm very excited about Big Brother 25. It, I did not imagine uh, a year ago if you told me that we would have all this recontent, I would, I would have, I, I, my brain would have exploded. So it's, it's very interesting to, to see this play out in real time. I mean, the closest thing for me was seeing my childhood love show endurance, seeing Jonathan on Survivor. So I thought, well, you know, if, <laughs> that, if that, you that was happen, as good as it gets. Yes. <laughs> when Jonathan from Endurance was on Survivor 42. Yeah. And, but now this is way better. We, we get Suri on. And now on, even on better that yeah. a guy who was on on Survivor with Jonathan from Endurance, his <laughs> brother, is now in the Big Brother house. The connections. It's it's all connected. Yeah. So yeah, th this is really, really fun. Like I think yeah. that we need to pinch ourselves every once in a while and say, like, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, I'm 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 doing it every you know five minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Aaron, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, one of the things that Taryn had brought up on the day one live feed recapture was the changes to the house itself. I think that's something that's often very unreported is the impact that the layout of the house can have on the game. Um, we've seen the differences between uh, BBUS and BBCAN in terms of you know, smaller rooms versus larger group rooms. And so for this season, uh, we have the addition of that window where you can look down or, or doors are being moved. How do we think that will affect the way the game is played now in terms of alliance structures, in terms of, of maybe people getting caught, different, different things happening? How would that affect that? I think, I think it's interesting. I think that, um, we, I, I think ultimately the HOH room is like the place that I think really differentiates BBUS from uh, Big Brother Canada because it's such a good place for, you know, strategic talks. And it's not right in the middle of nowhere um, uh, or it is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and in Big Brother Canada, it's like right in the middle of everything. Um, but uh, I think the, the door shift is really interesting to me because that back room is always a place for like a group of people to like be in that bedroom and hang out in that bedroom. They usually have more privacy, but I feel like now it's not quite as pri private and it could just be that we're dealing with savvier players, but already we're starting to get people talking about how that group is tight and that they're always hanging out in there. 
And I feel mm. like usually it takes a little while for people to even realize that's happening. Um, and I think because it's like now a little more heavily trafficked, people are noticing it more and they have a little bit less privacy to actually have those conversations. Um, and then there's been basically zero hangout game talk in the open bedroom where sometimes you could be deep into that, you know, that space and still talk, uh, which means a lot of the conversations are having to be moved into uh, the the scary room uh, a little bit in there. And then, uh, of course, the HOH room um, and the have not is also a tough mm -hmm. one to be in because of the, the, the kicking thing, which is very loud. Uh, so there's not a lot of spaces to have these conversations, which I think only right now further advantages the HOH because the HOH currently controls like far and away the best and maybe only place to really have a private game talk. Riley have a private game talk. <laughs> and she's doing a lot of the game talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine trying to be in, in that have not room, trying to do anything with that contraption. I don't know who came up with that. And the fact that that contraption is going to hunt our lives. How, how many weeks before they remove that and just say, you know what? Next uh, week. Do, do something else. <laughs> when it breaks, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> because Both it is answers. shoddily built, so let me tell you. Mm -hmm. uh, watching Matt try to speed through it and going so fast that it doesn't even finish it, finish the kick before he's already on the next rotation. Like this thing's going to fall apart in, in a short amount They've of time. They've got to get it in the TV show once. Yeah. 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 So yeah, expect that on Sunday night when we get our <laughs> montage of uh butt kicking. And then uh, I think that'll, that'll probably be that. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, any other questions? No, I'm just taking this all in. It's It's been so exciting, and I, I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Okay. Well, great to hear from you, Aaron, and I'll uh, talk to you soon, okay? All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Here, Taryn, let's bring in a voicemail just to show that uh, we, we can do this, okay? We do have them. We all promise. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's take one that is from uh, Jess. Okay. Uh, here is a voicemail from Jess. Hey, Robin Taryn. It's Jess from Austin, Texas, and I'm really happy to be back in the swing of things with Big Brother content this summer. I'm wondering if there's anybody from the cast who has changed the first impression that they gave you before the game started. I wasn't 100% sure about Izzy from the preseason content that came out, and I know she was one of the last ones to go in the draft but she's kind of grown on me in the last couple of days. She's got some information nobody else knows, and she's made some new connections. And I'm wondering if there's anyone that has changed in your estimation in the last few days for better or for worse. Yeah. All right. Great question. It's a good question because I, weirdly, I, I, I've felt like a lot of the players so far have actually met my expectations in a lot of ways. Like I really feel like we had a, a decently for as little information as we had on them. I feel like we've so far been met with mostly what we expected. I think uh, like even down to, you know, Kirsten, not really knowing the show very much, mm -hmm. having a couple of red flags there, um, getting into a little bit of trouble. She's maybe a little bit um, more messy than I thought strategically she would be. Um, but uh but, I, you know, it, it seemed like it was maybe a possibility. I think um, Bowie for me is somebody who is seemingly a bit less strategic than I thought she might be. 
but also like more bubbly and social and friendly than I thought she would be. Uh, so like a bit more of a social than a strategic player there, uh, which was uh, a little bit of a change. Um, Riley's HOH reign here is sort of like on the low end of my expectations for her so far. Uh, but her competitiveness and general like desire to play the game is what I thought we would see from her. So uh, we've got that. Jag, I think, is on like the upper end of what I had hoped for him so far. Really liking what I'm seeing from him. Uh, so a lot of them are mostly fitting into the range of like what I expected. Yep. Nobody's really been like, wow, like this is JC and I completely <laughs> read him wrong, you know? Okay. Um, could you give us your top four? If we were going to redo the draft, take Suri out of it, okay? What would your draft board look like in terms of if we were doing the draft uh, today? Uh, take Suri out of it in the sense that I can't pick her can't or in the sense that she's not playing. You can, oh, um, because she's still in the game. She's still in the game. You can't draft her. So here's the thing. If Suri is playing, Jared is still my top pick. Yes. Because for as messy as he has been, he also is very strong and has Suri in his back corner. If Suri is not in his back corner, I'm less sure. But with Suri in his back corner, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go, Jared. Um, on top of that, uh, I think... I, I am liking what I'm seeing from Jag. Yeah. Uh, I think he's positioned very well. Um, then it starts to get tougher because things are so out in the open. Um, Blue is in a good spot, but it, it kind of fell into her lap. She's handling it well. Uh, I don't know if she'll be able to um, like create a situation like this or if it, she'll be able to hold on to this kind of situation. Uh, Izzy has been doing well, but I think she's way too attached to Suri and Jared for her to ever like, yeah, win the game. Um, so that's a little tricky. Um, Nicole, I think is very promising, but has been left out of a lot of stuff. So I think there's, uh, some, some danger there. Uh, Corey showed a lot of promise last night. Um, but his position is not super great. So I think I would say like, I think that was five, but mm -hmm. like uh, roughly that area, I think is what I'm looking at. Okay. Um, let's take another voicemail question because this is one that uh, I don't know if you have uh, officially addressed uh, this question and I've seen it come up a few times. This is from Panther Chris. Rob, Karen, it's Panther Chris. A couple of questions. Karen? Do you think that there's going to be an 18th player in this game? And Rob, after all of the seasons of TV that you've covered Serian, what is the most surprising thing to you about watching her play one of these games in live action? Okay. Thanks. Going to be a great season. Thanks, Chris. Um, Taryn, do you think there's any chance that we do have an 18th house guest? Because a lot of people are thinking that we could. Apparently, 18 beds in the house. Uh, no. Okay. I don't think we have an 18th house guest. I think I would be very surprised if we had an 18th house yeah. guest. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I think that uh, we probably would have at least gotten on Wednesday and tune in Sunday to see who... Uh, actually they would probably have to do it. They'd have to coincide it with a live show. So they probably couldn't do it until Thursday. And then at that point, why? Yeah. Like, I mean, the Sunday show is already going to be 
like properly introducing Sari into the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so when do you do it? Like it's, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's been anything that's been super surprising that I've seen uh, so far from Sari. I guess I, what I'm surprised is that she wanted to do this. You know, I think that there's like a lot of the Survivor legends and maybe it has to do with the fact that she hasn't won who may not be up for a hundred days of Big Brother. You know, I, I've uh, spoken with uh, Boston Rob, who is not not myself, um, about like, uh, would you ever do Big Wait. Brother? Yeah. You're, no. You're... <laughs> nope, nope. I, a lot of people make that mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, he would never go into the Big Brother house. Like, Parvati wouldn't go into the Big Brother house. Just that. That's because they're 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 that's because they're reality show survivor uh, snobs. They're, they they look down upon Big Brother. I I think that that that's part of it. But also, I think that the idea of being trapped in the house for a hundred days is uh, not interesting to them. But for Sari, you know, she loves the game also. You know, I think that she's going to enjoy it, too. So, I mean, that's uh, really fun to see. And I was watching yesterday. I was watching like uh, on the feeds, like Sari was like, like replacing like the trash can liners in the bathroom. I'm like, what world is this? I'm watching Sari <laughs> clean a bathroom. Like, what is this? Um, but it's happening. Yeah. Uh, I, it was a joke, by the way. I, I love uh, poverty and Boston Rob. But mm -hmm. I. Yeah, I, you know, I was in, in a way. So, cause like, this is what happened. Sharon did an interview with Sari last year. Yes. She asked her if she'd be interested in playing Big Brother. And she was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. um, and like, weirdly to me, that wasn't surprising, even though I feel like most Survivor players don't want to. Uh, there's just something about. I wanted to play Sari. Big Brother and they put me on Survivor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think A. It's like, this is, you know, sort of like uh, a Sandro. It's like, this is my job. Like, uh, like she's done a lot of these shows now. She's very good at them. Um, you know, this is uh, part of part of her job. And she, I think she really enjoys it. Uh, and that's the second part. I think she really just like enjoys playing these kinds of games mm -hmm. um, because she's really good at them. Uh, so why wouldn't you want to like, indulge in playing them. I think a lot of like people who are good at these games mm -hmm. are very precious about their like reputation and their legacy. They're like, I've played it once or twice or a, a few times and like it, it went well enough. I don't want to, I don't want to touch it. I want to ruin it. Um, but Ceri's like, I'm good at this. Let's have fun. Let's play. Let's mm -hmm. go. Like, uh, why wouldn't I want to keep going and playing and, and trying? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good time. And if Sari can win this season, you know, I believe she won 250 grand on mm -hmm. the traders. If she gets this 750, I think this is officially a make good for a couple of those survivor million <laughs> that she yeah. should have had. I think we're, yeah, I think so. we're officially even at that point. Okay. Let's take some more questions. Luke has been on hold. Uh, let's say hello to Luke. Hey, Luke. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Sleep schedule's not great, but it, because of Big Brother or other yeah, reasons? Because of Big Brother. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I have work at five AM tomorrow, so that's yeah. I have to be up. So. Are Are you on the East Coast? Yeah, I'm in yeah. Jersey. It's tough so. to be keeping up with the feeds on the East Coast. Uh, Taryn, my sleep schedule's bad anyway because I'm a grad school student online, but yeah, 
not been fun. But I have a couple questions. Go for it. Um, Because missing a lot last night. My first one, though, is today with Felicia and Riley, where Felicia wasn't fighting back about being the pawn. Is that I don't think that's a good move. Like, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, so um, since since the update this morning, uh, Riley had the conversation with Felicia uh, explaining that she was thinking about uh, putting her up as the pawn. Uh, and I tweeted this out like, uh, you don't have to say putting you up. You could just say leaving you on. Um, but uh, Felicia did push back a bit. You know, she was like, why not Jared? Why not uh, Corey? But in comparison to Corey's pushback the night before, it definitely was uh, much more accepting of the idea. Uh, she ultimately uh, was okay with it. And that's why things seem to be pretty locked in at this point that Corey and Jared will come off the block. Um, you know, I would have liked to see her fight a little harder, definitely. I think that she probably could have made a difference. I think, uh, especially if like Sari backed her up, especially if she had gone in a little earlier and maybe checked in uh, last night before uh, going to bed. That could have been good, um, but uh, but at the end of the day, like you know, there's only so much you can do, and uh, I think the argument uh, for her to go up was a, a very solid one, in the sense that if Kirsten is the target, uh, Felicia is the best pawn. The only way to uh, pitch something else logically would say, would be to say, um, you know. Corey should be the backup target, which means you're going hard at Corey, which is somebody that she just said she wants to work with, uh, which doesn't super track. So um, I think uh, I think the real missed opportunity was last night. I think this morning, you know, it was fine. It was more along the lines of what we'd expect from this kind of situation. And then the other interesting thing to me was with Corey last night about him apparently revealing the connection with Survivor. I feel like that was interesting to do this early. And I don't think like no one's really talking. I haven't seen too many people talk about it this morning. So like I that's another move where like I don't know how to I, mean, I guess he did it to like show his being honest. But I don't know how I feel about that. Like I feel like if he was going to reveal it, he should have revealed it maybe to a like someone like Sari who he could leverage that, but it was just a very confusing move. Yeah, you know, I didn't really think about it too much in terms of uh, when you all were talking about it on the live feed update, but yeah, so he's only told Riley that Zach is his brother? Yeah, only Riley so far, and to my knowledge, Riley has not told anyone else mm -hmm. uh, thus far. And then... Did it re like? Was there a line of questioning about? Wait, hold on. So there's two people related to. Like, what's with all these survivors? No, uh, she. I mean, it was pretty. It was glossed over. Really, I don't think she really cared much. And Boston I think the, Rob's podcast too, right? I think it was just that line, and then I think they moved on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I think more than anything, it was just like, oh, he's trusting me with a secret that he thinks is dangerous for him. Um. And I think. For that purpose, it was pretty effective. Mm -hmm. um, I think this the secret is not really worth much at all. Like nobody's really going to target hey, him because of it. Taryn, um, how dare how dare you? There is no bigger secret to reveal in the Big Brother house than my brother is Zach Wurtenberger. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, put him on claim to fame. They're lucky they got him on Big Brother. <laughs> it's dangerous, but um, I think that uh, using it in this way is is like the most use you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he used it really well in that in that sense um, because he could have just come out and told everybody, but instead he held it back. He used it sparingly and was able to convince the week one HOH to take him off of the block via, you know, connecting with her through this secret. I think the next play at this point, now that she knows, and especially because she wants to work with Suri, he should go and tell Suri at some point um, and, and let her know as well and try to make that connection a lot stronger because right now it's very bad. Do you think this getting out could hurt Jared? Because I think like once... Like we've seen in Big Brother, like even with the twin twist with Julia and Liz, once one person said it, everyone started thinking, not necessarily even just them, but about the others. So you think that could put Jared in trouble when people have in their mind frame survivor relatives? Theoretically, but I I don't think so. Uh, not unless like something else slips and uh, and there's reason for people to be suspicious and then they think about uh, the fact that he's uh, someone's brother. I would also expect that if he does go to Sari, it might cross her mind that she doesn't want this to get out because then people might start thinking about things. And so she might encourage him to keep it a secret uh, and, and not tell anyone else. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll be interesting. I think it, it is certainly a domino, but I don't think it by itself will cause the whole thing to collapse. Okay. All right, Luke, thank you so much. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Good, luck, good luck with the sleep and the school. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, the Suri part of this is really what's uh, this very interesting dynamic because, okay, you have like the the known and unknown information where Corey is like, okay, I have a secret that uh, people don't know that I, my brother was actually on Survivor and I have this connection to the Survivor world. But what Corey doesn't know is that Suri has a secret also is that her son is in the house and that she becomes maybe that she might think more likely to get exposed because of that if she knew that somebody who was very intimate with her survivor knowledge uh, like was also in the house. So I do wonder if it might hurt him more than it helps him uh, with Suri. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could. You know, it, another thing that I was... I, the, the relationship between Corey and Suri is really interesting to me. Um, when I was watching Corey and uh, last night uh, convince uh, Riley to, to take him off the block, um, as it was happening, as I started to feel like, okay, I think this might actually happen. My first thought was this could actually backfire on Corey because if Sari knew that Corey was supposed to go up and that Corey managed to talk himself off the block and put, and put Felicia up there instead, like that's the kind of thing that would turn Sari's like Terminator eye onto him and be mm-hmm. like this guy, yeah, this guy, uh, luckily for him. Suri didn't really know everything that was happening that day. Didn't know how close he was to going up. Didn't know that he was the reason that uh, he was able to get himself off. Um, but I, I, it does feel like Corey is constantly walking through this like field of landmines with Suri. Where like if any wrong thing, I feel like could set Suri's target radar off because. He is the kind of person that she, I feel like, would want to target. And there's a lot of reasons why she might want to. Um, But there is that path where it's like, hey, I have this secret. I'm going to tell you. And 
if she doesn't want that to come out because she doesn't want it to like get other people thinking, then she might want to like stay close to him to make sure that he's not telling other people, so on and so forth. So uh, I think it's really interesting. There's a path for the, for a relationship there, but also tons of landmines. Okay, let's take another call. And here is Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm a big fan of um, both of you guys. So this is such an out-of-body experience. Yes. Nice to have you here. Okay, Tim, what's going on? Um, hey, so um, I'm a big Survivor fan, and I've kind of gotten into Big Brother because of the pandemic. And um, I just saw that you were having this call. And um, I, I just have to say, like, with Suri just kind of being on, I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys and um, ask you guys a couple of questions. Great. Um, I, I got to first say, though, um, the podcast that you guys did of um, of the premiere of the Moving In the other night is one of my all-time favorite RHAP podcasts ever. Um, you Go guys on. are gushing about like a nothing burger, but then Sari shows up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and they, you know, Big Brother finally like did the twist that actually made everyone have a huge reaction. And it was just so funny to hear you guys gush for, you know, like a full hour and every single time you'd be like, okay, we're still gushing about Sari. We got to talk about mm -hmm. the episode. And then it was like, well, Teresa, you know, <laughs> some people in the chat thought we were talking too much about Suri. No, I, I loved it. I, I think it's an all time episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you, very, Tim. Very Thank you. No, no, of course. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just wanted to ask, um, you guys were kind of talking about it, um, just, just now, but, um, so with the survivor floodgates open, do you think that this could be a thing that now a bunch of survivors are going to be on the show or do you think? Um, or, or is this a thing where they've asked and Sari's finally the first person to uh, say yes? Um, yeah. So, I mean, we did have the Willie Hans experiment, which went uh, so right. poorly. Survivor has uh, seemed to want to like close the door with um, having people come back at least for a while. You know, I feel like that big brother of the three shows, I feel like is like the least precious of, of Survivor, Big Brother and Amazing Race. I feel like that big brother is the least precious about who they invite onto the show to, to play. Uh, don't forget about Jeff and I don't remember his partner. Amazing Racers have played Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do respect to Jackie. Um, that they, they have, we've had amazing race teams come on to uh, Big Brother with uh, far less explanation than Sari being here. But I don't know if it's necessarily like the floodgates. Like, I, I'm just trying to think of like, okay, so maybe you have like a breakout star from a, a Survivor season, say like a Carolyn or Marianne or a Jam Jam. Like, does Big Brother, does CBS say, hey, we got to like, uh, you know, uh, keep the crossover going. Does Survivor have a veto on some of these like newer contestants of like, hey, no, we're going to do something with Carolyn in the next year. So you can't have her. What do you think, Taryn? I, I mean, I think that um, I think that Netflix has been very successful in the reality TV realm lately over the last few years. And uh, they have experimented a lot with cross-contamination of reality contestants. Good work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously the challenge has always been, you know, doing that sort of thing. And they've been pulling very heavily now recently from Big Brother and Survivor to, I think, pretty 
big success. I mean, they're continuing their spinoff show. Uh, so um, I think that like this world is opening up uh, a lot more than yeah. it used to. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if that's in part why we're getting Suri now is that like, you know, Big Brother is starting to think, okay, we can like our exporting of players is doing really well for other shows. Why don't we get in on this and start taking in some of the other players? Uh, if Suri works out really well for the show, I could easily see this becoming more of a thing in the future. Uh, but I do think that for all we, you know, love to hate on production occasionally for not adhering to the structure of their own show. They do have a reverence for the like OG formula of, uh, you know, like having actual strangers, players, and well, not always strangers, but players in the house that aren't from other reality shows, just like the, the regular format of the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, we think we even see that in like the reverence for the history of the show this season, 25th season. So I don't think it'll ever become like the challenge where every contestant yeah. is always from another show, but I could easily see survivor players. Maybe yeah. even challenge players, you know, starting to come in a little more. Well, how about this, Saren? That uh, could the next version of this be? And I don't know how long that the uh, writer strike and the actor strike could go. But instead of like a celebrity Big Brother season, like uh, could potentially, could we have like some sort of like challenge uh, USA type of like, okay, here it's six Survivor people, you know, some people from the Amazing Race, uh, Big Brother All Stars. Uh, amazing race standouts, just put them in a short Big Brother season. Absolutely. I mean, uh, if there was uh, an appetite for that from the networks mm -hmm. that they wanted an extra bit of Big Brother. It'd be so much better than Celebrity. I mean, I said Suri was a slam dunk. This is also a slam dunk. There's mm -hmm. so much drama in the alumni community that would come out so much better in Big Brother than it would on The Challenge or any other show. It's such it's much more of like a pressure cooker, uh, so to speak. Um, and and also like look at the fan reaction for having Suri on Big Brother uh, compared to like Suri on the Traders or even Suri on Survivor, I think, to a degree. I think there's more excitement that she's on Big Brother because people care a lot more about the cast of Big Brother. We're going to see so much more of them. Uh, and so I think you get even, uh, an even bigger impact for bringing in people that you've only ever seen on edited shows to a show like big brother, where you get to see an entirely new side of them. I think there's a market for that for sure. Okay. Tim, what else is going on? Um, yeah, no, I also, another point that I haven't seen race yet. Um, I, I personally love, um, Jared being on this season of big brother, um, because, you know, it's kind of like. Like, I think Suri is obviously legend and she's so good at this. And it's amazing that we get to see her be this master manipulator inside the Big Brother house. But Jared is sloppy, right? And it's it's just like, it's kind of like Vanessa or um, or like Tony and Kagayan, where, you know, Suri's going to have to like put out Jared's fires. And we're going to see like a lot more of um, Suri's thinking than we would have seen if she was just in the house. You know, mm -hmm. we'd see Suri kind of like lay low, but we get to like kind of see Suri be like, hey, Jared, like, can't do that. And this is what you want to do. Yeah. And, and that is just so cool. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is great. It's like the like sitcom version of this. It's like she's yeah. the greatest strategist that reality TV has ever known. And he's her son that's here to screw things up. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> 
No, I, of course. And, and I don't even mean, you know, like, obviously I love Suri and I want Suri to win, of course, like all of us do. But, um, it, you know, it, it's still, it's just fun. It's just fun. It's not going to be like this thing where she just dominates. Like, she's still going to be great. She's still going to be great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she'll have the time in the house. And um, yeah, no, I also, I, I have another um, question for you guys. Um, do you know the rules with um, the, how, how the block works? So, so they're taking two people off the block. But, and I, I know that Riley wouldn't put them back up, but could she put someone back up? It's a good question because uh, I've thought of it too. I don't know. I, I don't think they've. I've heard them talk about it. Um, probably because it's it it is a weird concept that she would remove and then put back. But yeah. um, I mean, in my mind, if you are taken off the block, you shouldn't be able to go back on. Um, yeah. But honestly, it would it wouldn't surprise me if the producers themselves didn't even think of that as a possibility yeah. and haven't made a rule for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yes. no, I mean that would be so wild. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Tim, thank you so much for the call. Very nice to talk to you. Okay. Yeah. Very nice to talk right, to you guys. Take Thanks care. so much. Bye. Bye. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Taryn, let's take another call. Let's take one from Nathan. Nathan, 
How are Hello. you? Hey, Nathan. I'm doing great. Uh, I just have to say, I finished listening to the live feed update with Karen. And I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like you've been getting better and better at these. Um, and I've watched about 70 to 80% of the feeds have been probably too glued for uh, my liking. But um, there's so many things you pick up on that like I haven't. And um, and especially when it comes to Jags gameplay, which has been a lot, which on the feeds has been a lot of very short like things with something else really interesting also going on at the same time where like you are so good at, like picking up on all those things or like the Heisen uh, Corey talk where I had never picked up that Heisen wasn't talking to Corey because he was worried about the all guys alliance from Kirsten. And I just thought it was more that it was just like Heisen just wasn't vibing with Corey and is like being yeah. very resilient. Well, and so I just I just. Yeah, I'm Nathan. So uh, thank thank you for uh, pointing this out because, frankly, uh, I I thought Taryn's been slipping. So okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll update his performance review with this new information. Well, uh, um, so the thing that I've been really thinking about this week, and I really thought about a lot last year too with Paloma, was sort of this nature of active versus passive gameplay. Um, because Paloma, of course, that that's 24 was very passive. And Paloma was the most active player. And I also felt like she had a plan and she was very good at implementing that plan. The problem with Paloma was, of course, that mentally she was not ready for the house. Probably shouldn't have been cast for numerous reasons, problematic behavior, also just mental energy. But that like first three days she was in to me, like dramatically changed how I view the first week of Big Brother because it was such a wild example of like how the house can be shaped early on. And there's a lot of interesting active players this season. Um, Izzy, um, Kirsten, um, I would say uh, Jag is being fairly active. And I just, I'm so curious to hear your perspective, Taryn. Like what makes good active gameplay versus the Kirstens of the world who are sending themselves home because of their active gameplay? And then also, I guess, like what makes good passive gameplay versus like poor passive gameplay? Also, Taryn, Paloma may have been tapped into the scramble verse. Uh, I feel like that she was like <laughs> seeing things that nobody else was. It maybe, may, maybe Paloma is the 18th house guy. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> maybe that's where she went when she disappeared from the house. She was sucked into a, a parallel universe. Yeah. Oh my God. The future. Yeah. She's just gonna show up and be like. Hey, where's Taylor? <laughs> I thought we were in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's super fascinating. I think that uh, having the feeds in these first uh, few days of the game has helped teach us a lot about um, why things end up the way they do. Uh, and I think it was understandable to have the perspective that like being very passive was uh, a viable strategy when we usually came in after a week of game where things a lot of time had already been set up and people could kind of sit back and let that, let that go, uh, that, that had already been set up. But what we're seeing is that for the most part, it is these active players, whether they're good at it or not often that are setting the tone and setting the structure for the entire season. Um, and you can be passive and still get, get away unscathed. Um, if you're, if you're lucky, uh, but, um, but you're definitely not going to be controlling your own fate, uh, because it, it's, it's really, it's wide open. It's just, you know, uh, clay to be molded in whatever shape, whoever decides to shape it, um, you know, sides. Um, so I think like good passive play 
if you're not willing to be that uh, person or maybe unable to be that person is to just uh, work as, as hard as possible, be as active as possible on creating relationships uh, with as many people as possible. Um, and just say, like, would you say yeah. that like, blue is a good example of like one of these like better passive players where like blue hasn't really talked strategy up until yesterday night, but is like getting a lot of like good connections in, but isn't like strategic. I think, I think in this cast, there's like different tiers where you had like Suri, Izzy, Jared, Hurston, um, a lot of these like night one hard players. Uh, and then you had like the tier two, which is like Jag, Blue, Riley, um, uh, a lot of these other players who like didn't talk any strategy night one, just spent the, the first night bonding. Then on day two, hit the ground running and started talking more strategy. Uh, and then you have like, uh, the the tier three players who are still struggling to like get caught up on a lot of those things, uh, like to an extent Bowie um, and um, like America is just getting caught up right now. Uh, and yeah, so like uh, there's there's different levels of it. I think that like what Jag and Blue and Riley were doing is is mostly fine. Um, you know, the night one stuff is not super important and working on relationships is always a good idea, especially because you do want to, to have a good idea of what you're doing when you are being active. Uh, and I think that's one of the differences with like with Kirsten, <clears throat> with Kirsten, she's being very strategically active before knowing what she's doing, before knowing who she's going to, who she can trust, what she's even really talking about. Uh, so um, she has actually shaped a few things, just mm -hmm. not to her own benefit because, yeah. uh, you know, things are just getting shaped, but, but she didn't know that she was shaping it in the way that she actually was. Um, Suri is a player that like gets away with this because she's so socially aware that she knows her position. She knows how far she can take it. Uh, so when she's being more active, uh, it, it works. Uh, Izzy via Suri is, uh, sort of like in that same bubble. Uh, and then, you know, other players like Jag and Blue, it took them a little while. They made sure these are our people. We like each other. We like Riley. Okay. We feel good about this. Now let's lock this in and then slowly take the next step. Um, I noticed that the alliance that Riley was trying to set up with like these eight or that once Jag came in and basically broke off Ceri's core alliance from the group of eight, which would have just been disastrous for Riley. Um, this alliance of eight basically is no one in Suri structure except for uh, Jared, um, mm -hmm. who like even then, like Riley's like, I just want to work with Jared, but I don't actually know if she's the right fit for my game. What What is causing like in terms of this active gameplay, like that sort of like rift in the house of like Suri's been spending all this day building these like great structures. And then for whatever reason, like none of it is connecting with this new core that's being built. I think there's two main issues with Ceri's big brother game right now, which is um, uh, one is that uh, the, the Kirsten situation, what she was setting up with Kirsten was really good. And then she lost trust in Kirsten. Jared didn't trust Kirsten. Kirsten should be a valuable player for Ceri. Exactly. And I think that if Ceri were to like really, you know, let's get down to, to brass tacks here, Kirsten. Let's, let's figure this out because you're in yeah. trouble. Like that would help her a lot because it would help solidify what she has right now. There's like a little bit of infighting on her side because of the Kirsten situation. Uh, and then number two, 
the more large scale issue is uh, has always been her biggest weakness in these games challenges. Um, she's not always great at them. And the people that she's gravitating towards the people that she gets along with best are also not like the most challenge focused people. She's with the older crowd uh, and uh, you know, the young pretty people who she's going to have a little bit of a harder time connecting with still great at it, obviously, but not quite the same. They're the people that are going to win more of the comps. And that's exactly what happened right away. Um, and so now that side that those people are solidifying amongst themselves and Suri is able to slip in here and there, but, uh, most of Suri's people that she'd ideally want to work with have been left on the outside of that, uh, which is what I was worried about when it came to like their competition ability. So, um, that's where, like, I think she should be trying to be a little more active to yeah. get ahead of this if possible. But uh, but right now it's it's mostly just like she's OK in this spot, but should probably want to maneuver around uh, soon. OK, yeah, I think this is why I'm so into Suri being the choice for like a player to return, because she's not someone who historically who in some ways does really well in Big Brother is like a very social player, very focused on these one on one relationships, which especially over Survivor tends to be a bigger priority because of the power of the HOH and that anyone can win anything. The problem is also that Sari doesn't isn't the kind of player who is naturally perfect for Big Brother in terms of like competitions, which means that she's going to be spending a lot of this game trying to not necessarily play from the bottom, but play from a disadvantaged position, which I think will lead to a lot more interesting gameplay the same way Dan is really interesting to watch or Kevin Jacobs is really interesting to watch. And it's one of the reasons I'm really excited because I don't think this will be an easy path for Sari. I don't think this will be a steamroll. I think she is more than capable of getting to the end. I think she's not necessarily statistically guaranteed, but pretty statistically guaranteed to get very, really far if she plays of the caliber she can. Um, but I am so excited to see this like difficult journey for her um, unfold. Okay. All yeah. right, Nathan, thank you so much for a great question and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Let's go to Erin, uh, who is uh, backstage. Let's say hi to Erin. Aaron, how are you? Hey, Rob. Hey, Taryn. I'm good. Hey, what's going uh, on? Aaron. Out on the road. Yeah, parked, not driving. So yes, I'm all good. very good. safe. Very safe. You're good. <laughs> um, Cool. So, yeah, my question was all about, I guess, like, defaming players. And I think that's in the context of everything. I just find it so funny how, like, especially in the early parts of the game, people will talk about people and be like, oh, like, I don't trust Corey. He's such a snake, like so calculated. And as like a virtually like out here, I'm like, Corey, like, are you sure? And even in like before seasons, like people were calling like Sarah Beth, like sketch Beth. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, is it just like, do the people like saying these things have like a mist or is it like other people's like desperation for information that they just catch on to it? Or is it just like, the person getting defamed just like isn't in the room enough for people to make up their own conclusions. And is this a specifically in the beginning of the game or, the, or um, throughout the whole season? Or yeah, I guess throughout the whole season. I, th I mean, I, th I think in the beginning of the game, it, it's a lot of like what, what happens with like the pregame cast stuff where it's like people will make a judgment on a photo and a bio and maybe a two minute video to the point where when we do our draft, they'll have extremely strong opinions. Like how dare you choose this person at number five? Are you out of your mind? 
how could you wait so long to choose this person? They're so obviously the best pick. They're going to be so much better. Uh, And then we're always so wrong uh, all the time. Uh, But you have those, you still have those strong judgments uh, because it's like, it's difficult to have like media, like soft judgment, right? Like it's hard to be like, well, it could be anything. Uh, Especially when they're then in a game where it's literally life or death. Uh, in the game, whether or not this person is trustworthy, whether or not, you know, you can figure this person out. So uh, you have to just like make calls. And I think that like the judgment goes in hard and fast. And then once it gets out there, it starts spreading and you get influenced by other people. Uh, And so that can all happen very quickly. Um, I think it's, I think it's harder to defame later in the game. Um, when the person is in power, but when they are uh, disempowered, um, it becomes very easy, right? Because they can't retaliate and uh, becomes that sort of like gang up on them kind of situation. They become a scapegoat uh, in group dynamics. Like that's a really good way of bonding uh, is to, to you know, create a scapegoat. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that um, it's something that comes naturally to humans. And so, uh, it, that happens very easily. They can't fight back because they're on their back foot. And then, um, you know, they usually have to like win power or something big has to happen to turn that perspective around. But I also think that, I think that this is more of a sad thing, uh, that I think it's not just a big brother thing. I think it's just that we're seeing it on big brother because this is a show where people are being filmed 24 hours a day. And I think that this probably happens like, uh, you know, people love to talk, uh, their, uh, you know what? That's what's so great about Big Brother. Yeah, that's what's good about you Big see Brother. these things. It's a distilled version of our own society. And what's mm-hmm. particularly interesting is that not only is it a distilled version of our own society, it's one that they had to create from scratch again. Uh, and then they do the same things that we see in our everyday lives. And then occasionally you see somebody create something new, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's literally all I had to say. Okay. Um, very interesting. And yeah, I, again, I just think it's funny because it's just like, oh, this is a regular person. And then like that, they're just like enemy number one. But yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, gotta okay. go, gotta All right. Thank Go you later. so much. Great to talk to you. Bye. You too. Okay. All right. Um, let's uh, let's pick up John, who's on hold. Okay. Hey, John. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good. John, do you have a Lombardi trophy? Oh, it's a uh, fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> here, so it probably won't be here by the end of the season. Yeah. No, well. Congrats, by the way, on uh, getting Rodgers. Yes, of- thank you. Very, ex- very excited. And uh, also, Rob, you know, now that the floodgates are open for, you know, best survivor players never to win, you know, yeah. you're the OG of that. Uh, I know they could have had so. me. I if, went, I went Sar- to them. Hold on. If Suri wins Big Brother... Do we get to take her off of that (laughs) list? Do you move up a place? I mean, she won the traders. I mean, yeah, it's not the same though. Where's the cutoff? Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So I got kind of a meta strategy question, I guess. So, um, you know, you kind of look at the past seasons where they have this imbalanced casting where you have someone who's, you know, a returning player or a celebrity, so to speak. You know, you look at like BB19, BB18. And the PB13, probably the biggest example, and where you, um, the people that historically are like, oh, we got to get this person out, they don't do very well. They tend to be out like immediately. And um, at the same time, you know, if you're coming in as a new player and you're like 
a really big fan, you kind of know historically, like you give Sari, you give Paul, you know, you give these people like legs, they might just run away with the whole season. Um, and, you know, you know that the production probably doesn't want their like prize cast member going out weeks, you know, two or three. So they have a pretty good shot at kind of staying around sort of balancing those two factors into consideration. What do you think is the right way to approach that when you see Sari in the house and you're like, wow, I know how good of a player she is, but I don't want to, you know, find her wrath and be out week one. It's definitely a tricky spot. Uh, Especially because you saw Corey, like even, even try it a little with Corey last uh, with, uh, with Riley last night, for some reason, Corey and Riley just, they're the same name to me. Apparently. (laughs) Um, he tried it. He tried bringing up like, she's a legend. She's really good at this. And it just didn't even register, uh, with Riley. Um, so like in a spot like this where you're the one knowledgeable, but other people aren't as knowledgeable about Suri, I think it's super, super tough. Um, in a spot where like everyone recognizes who Suri is, I think it's a lot easier, but still, but still like a little bit of a tricky situation. Um, I don't think you can push hard yet. Um, I don't think it's the time, uh, especially if you're not in power. Um, but if you were to win an HOH, that's, that's when you'd see a strike. Do you think that could Corey be going about it the wrong way? If that is what he's trying to do of forget survivor. Hey, did you see the traders? Suri was on a show called the traders and she was the trader. And then she backstabbed everybody and she, she lied. Her fellow and traders. She, she, uh, she was such a backstabber. She backstabbed the other traders. She's a traitor. Like, I feel like that that might have like a little bit more legs to it. If you were trying to disparage Suri's, uh, like as a, like somebody that you should be working with, to like throw the traitor stuff out there. I agree, but she would know it came from him if she ever heard of it mm-hmm. uh, because he's the only one that's seen the traitors. Yes. And even if he hadn't told her that, she would assume he's the one that had seen mm-hmm. the traitors. Yeah, so, rightfully so. Uh, yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting balance. I mean, you kind of look at the Josh strategy of I'm going to suck up and try to become, you know, this person's number two. And, it, you know, he did win that way. Say what you will about his um, gameplay, but definitely kind of an interesting dynamic. Obviously they don't know she has a you know, secret son in the cast other than the one person. So definitely something that I'll be um, keeping an eye on from the more strategically sound players that I think at least should have um, an idea of that. Okay. For me, for me with a, with a situation like this, I think you have to like James Bond it. Like, you know, the opening James Bond thing where he's just walking and then he turns and fires, you know, like you need to just be like, I'm just chill. I'm working. I'm working with Suri. It's all great. The second you get the opportunity. Backdoor double eviction. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Double O double eviction. Eviction Doesn't even have time to do anything if you're on the side of things. Okay. Well, that's all I got. But thank thank you guys so much. Looking forward to all the coverage. Thank you, John. Take care. Okay, uh, let's go to Tim. See if Tim is ready to go. Tim, are you there? Wait, sorry. Oh, I, so, I oh t- Tim's just backstage. <laughs> That's the same okay, Tim. Great okay, well, sorry. All right, let's go to Bender. Hey, Bender. Hey, what's up? What's happening? Uh, so with the lack of BBUS this summer, I've been watching a lot of BB Can, and I'm just wondering, like, like I'm watching it, 
and I'm liking it a lot more than BBUS. And so I'm just wondering from your guys' perspective, is it better or is it just recency bias? Cause I've been watching a lot of BB cam. Uh, well, if it's very recency, uh, I think I know what the answer is going to be. Yeah. Like, unfortunately the show got canceled, uh, this year. Um, uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it, and then, and then uh, some, like some weird zombie show appeared in its place, but, um, <laughs> There's definitely just, just so um, that uh, he's joking, Bender. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think there are seasons of Big Brother Canada that uh, that rival some of the best seasons yeah. of Big Brother US, uh, and um, I think on the whole, they were av like their batting average was a little higher because okay. their worst seasons um, were fewer and uh, further between, um, and they weren't usually as bad as some of the worst US seasons. Um, but, uh, I think especially given big brother Canada 11, but even before then, I would still say that like BBUS has the like longer pedigree, better track record overall. Um, big brother Canada, I think was like, right. A, it was on the verge of like just definitively becoming the better show after BB can 10. Um, it had pioneered a lot of things that is making big brother us better right now, like the casting. Um, but then they took a hard heel turn. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Thanks so much. I, I, and ben, in case that if you're just watching the show that they, they had no live feeds for big brother Canada 11, that is uh, the, the, the big difference. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks, anything else going on Bender? That's it. I mean, so I'm a high school teacher and like we go back Monday and it's it's awful. So mm -hmm. usually yeah. I'm watching Big Brother all summer. So yeah, they really and they screwed the teachers. Uh, but the teachers could have had a lot of July to watch the feeds, Taryn. Mm -hmm. That's a big right. part yeah. of the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gonna do? All right, Bender. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling in. Bye. Mm -hmm. Okay. Taryn, uh, I want to go back to a couple of voicemails. Uh, here's one from Sarah Cupcakes. Let's talk about some of the age differences in the house. Hey, Taryn and Rob, Sarah Cupcakes here. I have an observation, question, and comment. First, my observation, we don't always get night one and two feeds, and what has really stood out to me is the different styles between the age groups. We have Jared and Corey saying a lot. Uh, we have Siri and um, Siri and Hysom being more reserved. This leads me to my question, have we had this kind of age gap in night one feeds before, and do you think age has made an impact on the early game? For my comments, listeners, if you aren't a patron of Rob Has a Podcast, we have a ton of fun, and I would love to see you all oh. in the Discord and the Facebook group. Sarah. Everyone have a great afternoon, and go Royals. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Uh, she had to get that in because the Mets got swept by the Royals. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, that was that was the nice part before the not-so-nice part. All right, Taryn, you know, usually we don't have, like, uh, like an age disparity in the house. So it's uh, yeah. almost impossible for there to be older people versus younger people. Yeah. Uh, and like, usually if there is one or two older people, they also tend to be more reserved, but you'd, you'd usually chalk that up just to the fact that they are um, outcast to a degree because they are going to have a harder time uh, relating and, and saying that they have a harder time relating is sort of putting the onus on them when it's really also the other way around. The younger people have a harder time relating to them uh, and therefore don't include them uh, as as easily. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be tougher for them to, to you know, get in with all of that stuff. 
Um, I mean, I think in, in this season you have like Felicia and, and Suri were two of the hardest playing players right out of the gate. Um, and, uh, and so I, I don't think that like age is necessarily an indicator of your style of play. Um, if all else was equal, but given that usually older players are in the minority, usually a severe minority, they end up being forced into a box that tends to play somewhat similarly because they don't, they don't have a lot of options. I think what we're seeing this season is that they have a few more options because there's a few more of them and Sari is one of them. So uh, I think that's really interesting. And we're seeing, we're getting to see like an older um, uh, play style sort of develop, develop in a more natural way this season. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to, to watch it play out. So I'm not keeping tabs of the uh, super late night action going on on the feeds, but Taryn, the place where I feel like that this could really uh, end up like um, manifesting the most is, you know, that, you know, look, people of a certain age, we like to go to bed by a certain time. Whereas mm-hmm. big brother is a young person's game in that the people who stay up every night, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., that's when the game is really happening uh, during a lot of those times. And so I feel like that the people who go to bed early in the Big Brother house, like, do so at their own peril. Do you do you have, like, uh, any people in mind that, like, have been, you know, some of the better Big Brother players who didn't stay up till all hours of the night? Um, uh, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Dan was always like, uh, the guy that would stay up super late. Um, he was always somebody that was like willing to sort of, you know, do his own thing while still being incredibly social. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that like early on it's, it's just straight up important regardless because there's a lot of bonding that happens late at night. Uh, and as people drop, you have more privacy to create those bonds. Um, so like, that's, that's a very important thing later on. It's, it's less valuable. Uh, the value then comes in just like having opportunities to talk game when people are asleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can usually find those opportunities elsewhere. Uh, so I don't think that like staying up late is super important beyond the first like week or two. Nathan in the chat says Memphis famously went to bed at 10 p.m. every day and made it work really well. So, yeah. look, uh, he learned from Dan. Okay. Uh, let me take a voicemail from Bobby. Bobby has a question about uh, the uh, preseason plans that we heard from the house guests and who's keeping track of them. Hi, Taryn. Hi, Rob. Having so much fun, really loving how messy and exciting this gameplay is. I have a question, and my question is geared towards the little bit we've got preseason. Who does it seem like is really following their preseason plans? And who does it seem like is taking the furthest path from what they were originally stating that they were going to do? Curious to see how like intentions change throughout the game. Having so much fun so far. Good luck. Take breaks. Drink water. <laughs> yes. Sending you so much love. Taryn right. stays very Bye. hydrated. Uh, that we know. But Taryn, uh, that we didn't really get very detailed preseason plans from anybody. Have you noted that anybody is sticking to what they told us in the preseason? 
I mean, the, the most detailed preseason plan was Heisem's, and uh, obviously, as we all expected, it's not really playing mm-hmm. out that way so far for him. Um, beyond that, uh, no, I mean, I think that um, because we didn't get anything too detailed, like most of what we're seeing doesn't seem to contradict too hard what we had heard from the players. I think that's part of why like there haven't been too many like big surprises. Uh, because uh, there wasn't enough like detailed information to have strong feelings about what they might do. Mm-hmm. All right. I got one more voicemail for you, okay? And uh, this is one that is from Olivia. has a couple of different questions for you. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Olivia, longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, first, I just want to say thank you to Taryn for being a warrior Um, And I would love at some point in the future to get a sneak peek into uh, how Taryn does this uh, because it does not seem humanly or physically possible. um, And just kind of how you remember everything and put it together is just incredible. Um, But my so my question is kind of a two parter. First is just a little one. Um, The memory wall. I'm a little uh, surprised that we haven't had photos on the memory wall yet. And I haven't seen the feeds today, so I may be wrong if they're up already. But Um, It kind of is not as exciting to have somebody's picture fade to black and white if they weren't there in the first place. Um, So I'm wondering if you think there's anything that's going on there or if they're just lazy and not turning it on. I don't know. Um, And the second thing is Corey's bizarre disappearance. Um, Why would they take him away for like an hour and then put him back in the game? Was it just a punishment for being the fourth person to go up on the block like it seems kind of random kind of pointless if he doesn't have any type of advantage um for them to just take him away and put him back in the game honestly it's a little bit mean (laughs) um you're already on the block and you're gonna put somebody in and out of the house like that um and just put them at a a major disadvantage for kind of no reason um so i'm really curious to see if you have any thoughts on why they would do this if it's just big brother dumb hijinks again Um, or maybe he has an advantage or there's something, you know, maybe going on that we're going to get to see in the episode. Um, anyway, love to hear your thoughts. All right. Thank you, Olivia. All right. Um, a couple, a couple of different things there. Uh, the memory wall, do you have any speculation of, or they just found like, Hey, we have a really cool screensaver for the memory wall. I think they're not set up for 17 pictures. They haven't come Uh, up with a good way to do it yet. And yeah. so they're they're just like, why don't we just wait till one's gone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I I it, it maybe may that's the biggest piece of evidence toward an 18th house guest is that they haven't done the memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're not gonna do it twice to set it up this way. Yeah. Look, you got to reorganize all the faces, and then they got you got to make the size different. It's, right. You know, it's all okay. And then in terms of Corey and the disappearance for an hour, it is weird that they did do this. Yeah. What he said is that they, he was told the next person won't be so lucky, uh, which indicates that it's going to happen again. Um, And he, he even said to Corey or to Riley last night uh, that um, he, he, he at least indicated that um, people will know that he was telling the truth about his experience once it happens again once they on go Thursday. to the nether region. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be part of an ongoing twist that will maybe dole out 
future punishments or something along those lines. Do you think lines. we will see the nether region? I think so, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, interesting. All right, uh, Taryn, anything else that you want to say? Uh, we This was really fun. Uh, uh, great calls, and uh, everybody had a lot to, uh, to add. So um, very, very fun here today. A anything you want to add? Yeah, I just, I, I just, uh, these are fun because it's, it's an opportunity to like really dive into the weeds on like specific things and questions where like on a regular podcast, we yeah. would never be able to tangent that far. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, the, on the live feed update, potentially you could get there, but on the recap, it's a lot more like, all right, we're covering a lot of stuff. We're, you know, trying to, there's a lot of people, uh, there, so that's a little tougher to do. So I think that that is the beauty of uh, this podcast and uh, being able to uh, take a little bit more time here. And we will continue to do these on Fridays, of course. If you want to uh, be calling in, asking your questions, uh, you can become a patron if you are not already at robisawebsite.com slash patron, where we have a lot of other patron uh, content coming your way. Yesterday, I got together with Puya for something that we called the feed bag, uh, where we had the feeds on, but we weren't really uh, talking about that them unless something was going on. I mostly was asking a lot of questions about what was in Riley's HOH uh, basket, which Taryn was lame. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, not, not a great, great HOH basket. She was very proud of her kombucha and blueberries and turkey burgers. And peanut butter. And screaming, like, oh my God. Uh, so then also uh, we uh, have the slop coming up on Monday, patron content. And then we are going to have another patron series coming your way. Shannon Gus has been dying to talk about Big Brother. Now, well, she's never watched Big Brother, but now that Sari is here, we're going to do some check-ins with Shannon, okay? And that is going to be part of our patron content that we're doing this season. So get ready for that on Tuesday this week. In the meantime, Taryn, you'll be back with live feed updates uh, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'll all get back together again on Sunday night for the recap of episode number two here of Big Brother. Taryn, in the meantime, I know you've got a lot of feed watching to do. Yes. Uh, when's when's Shannon coming on a live feed update? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If she's gonna. She was asking me, should she watch? Should she watch anything? I was like, you should watch the episodes. I think. <laughs> but that's what we she did with Australian Survivor, where you know she did all the real podcasts, and then and then came mm. on with me. And I, I I said, as long as George is still on Australian Survivor, I'm gonna keep watching. And I feel like that that should be she should have to do the same as long as Sari is still in the Big Brother house. She has to keep coming yeah. back. Well, I mean, here's my message to to Shannon. If she's not at least watching slash listening to the live feed updates, uh, she will never have the full knowledge of like Sari's actual game. Oh, like, don't, tell don't tell her that. Don't tell her that. You know, like uh, other people are going to be a lot more knowledgeable than her about Sari. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I don't think she's going to want that. Hmm. You, you make a compelling case. Okay. All right. Taryn, uh, what's coming up for you? Uh, find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. I'll be watching the episodes live with, uh, with you, the audience, uh, reacting. You can see my reaction to, uh, Suri being on the show from the premiere 
where I thought the show had already gone to commercial and then looked back and saw Suri in the Big Brother 25 kitchen and uh, lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so come hang out during the episodes for that. I'll also be live uh, streaming during uh, the feeds, just watching the feeds occasionally, just hanging out with people as the feeds are on. Um, so come around for that. And then, of course, uh, we do Goose Goose Duck every Sunday um, and uh, all kinds of other fun stuff over there on Twitch. All right. Thank you all for joining us here for this one really fun show today. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.